Thank you for tuning in to Verbal Assault live stream. I'm your host, Marquis Devereaux, with my co-host, Samuel Cachera. We're two guys. We're friends with each other, and we just don't agree on anything politically. I'm an independent-leaning left, and Samuel Cachera is an independent-leaning right. I am anti-Trump. I just don't understand Trump. And Sam, Sam, what do you, what do you think about this? I mean, dude. You, Trump does no wrong in your book. Am I right or am I wrong? Trump does no wrong in the current presidency in my book. That's correct. Okay. And of course, Sam is obviously not at the library. Sam is obviously at the discount book bin. But anyway, for those of you in our audience who are all coming to you remotely, and I, I like to say we have a full cast of characters. Today, we, the casting couch is full. Uh, we're going to try something that we don't normally do, and we've got a lot of opinions today. So I'm going to move this on a little bit quickly. If you're listening to us, you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, um, as well as 11 other platforms uh if you are if you are and remember to be quiet guys because we hear all that feedback if you are watching us you're watching us on facebook instagram twitter vimeo youtube soon to be snapchat and tiktok and those of you who are uh looking to contribute or sponsor that can be done on twitch that can be done on patreon or one of the various uh I don't know why that word is not with me. Anchor platforms. Anyway, I'm just so excited having all these people. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to ex uh, introduce our panel kind of quickly. We have Cherokee Black, YouTube personality. We have Kirk Adair, author and historian. We have Ruben Marquina, a neuroscientist, and uh, he does a blog. It I, I want to say the great beyond, and I know that's not the correct name. He's going to correct me on it later we also have brian parker who works in hospitality and he has went to the university of north carolina we have mr sam swords i don't have any information about him but we're going to have plenty of time to learn more about him later on the right we have who's very angry today miss nyurka encarnacion and she is our version of erin brockovich we have bobby the anonymous conservative we have uh mr rob arnold who will be joining us in a few episodes later but he may pop in today we're not too sure. And I'd like to give a special welcome uh, to someone I like to call Lustin Justin. This show was created years ago uh, from the fact that I was incarcerated. And uh, when I got arrested, they wanted to charge me with four felonies. And I said, why are you arresting me? They said, we're arresting you for assault. Black man being accused of assault. What else is there? And then I said, are you, uh, is it a, was it a verbal assault? Because I just had an argument with somebody. Hence the name of the show. So basically, Justin was on the pilot episode of this show. So I want to thank him for being here. I see that Justin is walking around into the world. He's probably about to play golf. So, viewers, let's start off with our first question. Okay, got a lot of clicking. Is that you, Justin? Are you are you clicking? What's going on, brother? <laughs> anyway, 
I think he is nervous. Anyway, as cities burn, is martial law an option? You know, if I talk about burning in Detroit, if I talk about burning in Newark, if I talk about burning in Oakland, one would assume that I was referring to 1968 United States and Nixon were president and we would be on the verge of Watergate. But instead, we are here. This is where we are, America. This is where we are. How is this, with these curfews, not a form of deep state control? I'm first going to go to Nyerka, because Nyerka was dominating the conversation pre-tape. Nyerka, what are you, sister, what's going on? You said you're angry. You're, you're, you, you've spotted some things. You're, you've investigated some things. Talk to them. Talk to us. Talk to the audience. Yes, I spotted some things on the original video itself. First of all, the news, MSNBC, CNN, the ones who reported on this, they no longer have the videos available on YouTube. So the videos that I was able to find, I, because what I wanted to do was check the, the time, time slots, because since these are surveillance videos, they have time slots, and some of the times were not matching. So then with whatever videos I was able to find, I just checked certain things, certain details. For example, the license plate on the police car. I took a screenshot, focused on it, and the license plate says police. When um, George Floyd- Hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying finish. Did not have numbers. It did not have numbers. It has the word police in all capital letters. From Minnesota. From Minnesota. Continue. Both Chauvin and the Asian policemen, they have different badges. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's different levels of police, but their badges they are different. Then, we didn't I mean, that's just, a question. What did you, what did that's just a question. When, when George Floyd gets picked up by the ambulance, he never got any medical help. He got picked up like a that's piece fine. of garbage and was placed on the, uh, whatever that's called right now, because I haven't had much sleep. I've been investigating. And they were police. They were, not, they were not paramedics. That's right. Thank you. Right. They were police. They were not paramedics, so he, he didn't get any, it was any like medical was, help. And they just threw him on, got him out. So the two women yes, in, then, in our panel are, okay. And then? And then, on a normal basis, especially in the state that we're in, when somebody gets arrested, it's usually public, because it's a public interest. We haven't seen any public arrests. We haven't seen them get picked up, have we? And then in an analysis of Chauvin and the real police. Ooh, she's, she's doing her homework, folks. Nose are not matching, the eye socket, the eyebrows. We are being played like a fiddle. And I am not happy because there's been a lot of people in danger. There's been a lot of destruction. There's been a lot of innocent people dead. Okay, senior citizens have been harassed. This is this is like something out of insane asylum. Nyerka, so I, what I you like are saying? 
So what you are saying is that this is a form of deep, deep state control. You're essentially saying that this is planned, this is intentional, and we're, the chaos is being created in order to impose some form of martial law to restrict people's rights. Am I correct or incorrect? That's where that that's what I think. Okay. From what I okay. Let's let's go let's go to the right for a second because, um, I you know I I Sam. You sounded like you, I, you know, I want to direct the next question uh, to the anonymous conservative Bobby from Nassau County um, because Nurk is making a lot of sense and she's doing her research. She's known for doing her research. Um, I, I'm sorry, she's making sense. Bobby, what do you, what, what do you got to say about this? Oh, I, I, uh, I can't speak to the specific information right. that she's on, uh, you know, if, if everything she says is true, I think this is very, very troubling. The point I would like to make is that, unfortunately, a lot of these inner cities are, you know, they've been under democratic control for decades and decades. And if there's a systemic problem, I have a problem with this, this claim of systemic racism across the United States, and yet the facts do not support it. If you look at um, black black people who have been um, killed or executed by the police across the United States, my understanding is it's it's on the decline and it's a huge decline. I heard some some numbers. There were nine black people that were by the police in the last year. The year before that, it was thirty eight. So these claims of systemic racism within the police department, uh, you know, to me, that's, that's not, uh, it's, it's unfounded. Before anybody says anything, I'm going to go into a completely different area. I'm not going to ask a person who's Caucasian or African American because the viewpoint we're going to get is going to be so, you know, subjective and one-sided. Um, Mr. Ruben Marquina, you're a neuroscientist. You live in you live in Mexico, yes. and in Mexico, uh, whether they're dealing with the cartels and the drug trade, or whether they're dealing with the Aboriginal peoples fighting for their rights, what is happening in the United States from your viewpoint outside of the country as a neighbor that you can see that we're just not getting? What, what what is this? A Caucasian person is saying, but the numbers don't match that. But we're, we, we're getting the videos and we're seeing the crimes and now the whole world is protesting. Talk to me. Talk to us. Sure. So, well, I'm going to speak as a neuroscientist because it's much easier to refer to humans and their brains. Um, so my first question is, what do we know about racism as well as other racial attitudes, you know, such as nativism or ethnocentrism and their relationships to brain structures. Because, you know, how are fear and anxiety a powerful form of control and how that influenced their individual groups? Control. Then, control right. is the word that you use. Wow. Right. Well, because, you know, human behavior is a function of both 
nature and nurturing. Uh, actually, I would say that is more about nurturing than the biology of it, because it is our environment. You know, if I if I want to address these issues that are happening in the U.S. from my Mexican point of view, you know, I will definitely if I were to put on my Mexican suit on and start to, uh, you know, identify with the Latino community and the many uh, bias of implicit racism that I've been probably involved or, you know, walk through life because such is life. Uh, you know, I would probably be victimizing my response and my attitude to it. But by putting myself from an upper sort of um, view on how are my opinions and my behavior uh, a little bit more further beyond. By the way, my blog that I, that you were referring to earlier is called Further Beyond. And further Beyond. I, I'll do know, better next time. Yes. <laughs> and and that's exactly what I try to um, you know when I when I when I give a talk or a workshop about uh, how to reprogram our brain and our habits. And you know I always come to how can we redefine our concepts because what when we when we started, you know, taking a look at ourselves and that's sort of overexploited through a lot of meditation and spiritual journeys. And I'm talking about the truth, which is how our brain, our identity is formed, how our concepts are built. It we, sounds like conditioning to me. It sounds well, like we are conditioned. Well, because basically when you are a baby, you know, and you're surrounded, you know, if you if a baby starts learning about racial attitudes or differences, then, you know, those knowledges are very well, you know, encrypted into those small brains. And as they move forward to it, you know, and as they probably are surrounded by confrontations and certain uh, pushing against something, you know, those humans grow up to, to, to always, um, uh, you know, have this position of negativity or pushing against. Uh, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's you know, I wanna, I wanna go, go down further about right. some research that, that is done about implicit racism, because I think it's important for people to understand that not, you know, a perception, someone's perception is not always necessarily correct. And, old, and this is how uh, I could understand why politicians, you know, right-wing politicians or even left-wing politicians uh, who have all these psychology tools, psychological tools and neuroscientific tools available to their maximum, they can play around us, as Nurka was saying, like fiddles. But it's, it's a very, it's, it's, it, you know, we have to be very, very uh, well-educated and, and, and I always teach about self-control of our, because uh, the times that we're living in, you know, um, we cannot push against something with violence. I am against violence in, in, in all forms because, you know, that gives a counter reaction that, probably in this case, coming from a government, you know, martial law 
this military force against. Well, well and, and, and thank you. Um, and I know that Sam wants to ask some questions too. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to jump over to Justin right quick um, because Justin, I said a statement that some could have said had a, uh, a racial overtone. I said, well, maybe Justin's at the golf course and people would already start thinking certain things. Um, Justin, tell me about what you just heard. The cities are burning and um, Ruben says it could be perception. Justin, do I have you with me? He's on, unmuted. he's muted. Unmute, unmute, I'm unmuted. Well, you should say I might be at the golf course because you know I golf a lot <laughs> and I will be at the golf course okay. right after. Give me a response to my question, Dan. So I, I would, I would say that about what, what was, I was follow, follow up. I got stuck with golf. Okay. What was the follow up to your racist uh, comment? It was a long question that I was asking, so stick with us, okay? So Ruben was making comments in regards to neuroscience, and he basically he's saying a lot of it has to do with conditioning, and those of us that have a perception that we're sort of being attacked will kind of always approach things with that perception. You're a guy that plays golf. Golf is known to be an isolated sport, only the privileged few. You're also from a family that, which is a military family. It's all about law and order. As you see the cities burn, tell me about conditioning. What are you observing? Well, I, mean, I, I, I first confront conditioning like this and kind of what Ruben was talking about, even though he's a neuroscientist and so it's all over my head. But a 10-year-old growing up on the Upper West Side with the influence is from his parents and his schooling and all that, it's going to be much different than a 10-year-old's uh, life view growing up on the Itchituckney River outside of Jacksonville with Trump flags hanging behind all of the pontoon boats. Okay. Um, so, sure, people are going to be influenced by their, the nurturing. Um, as far as conditioning, I mean, all of these and, – and the riots, as far as the riots, I don't know. I lost the George Floyd narrative. And that doesn't mean to take away from the upset over the George Floyd incident. I just don't connect the civil unrest and, and, and the, the, the looting and the rioting. I don't understand what the Chanel store in Soho has to do with civil movements. And I, I think Martin Luther King would say the same thing because he didn't, those his crowds didn't do this. Those? Those are people that are thugs that loot and steal anyway. They're boosters. And they, they use that 100% to do it on a broad scale. There were also instigators that come into the protest that, that incite violence. It's not the I believe that. It's not the protesters. It was always a yeah. white kid I saw bashing a window with a skateboard. Well, he it was always the white girl spray paint and getting yelled at by the black people saying, quit doing that. <laughs> because the black people. Like get blamed for doing it. That's why. That's that you can see on video. Okay. Why are people drunk? You know, why are people uh, motivated to go out and loot? And who makes okay. it okay? Who, who lets these people think they'll get away with? Okay. What system is that? Well, one second, just one second, Justin. I'm going to put you on hold for a second. Uh, Kirk Adair, I'm. I want to bring you in, and I'm putting the people of of color on hold because I want to bring you in and get another perspective so that we don't just think 
It's just a bunch of black people who are angry, who are trying to burn their cities down. Kirk Adair, you're someone that's originally from the UK. You've also been in the military. So you understand law and order. You understand what a civil society looks like on some levels. And what are you observing? Well, there's a lot going on. Um, first of all, most the, the majority of the black protesters are peaceful. They're being uh, egged on and um, disrespected by a lot of agent provocateurs who are paid by an outside agency, probably Soros. The bricks that were dropped off in various cities are owned by uh, Berkshire, the brick company that was responsible for it is owned by Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. Warren Buffett. Soros. That's owned by Ber the, the brick company that dropped all this stuff off is owned by Berkshire Hathaway. It's that, that's the over company. That's the, the superior company that owns it. The photographs of, first of all, the, the, the murder of George Floyd on uh, television, outrageous, okay, that was filmed. But it is very interesting to notice that exactly the same photograph of the officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck is exactly like a photograph of a French gendarme kneeling on, a, on an, an African's neck in Paris. And those two photographs were taken down. They were up for about half an hour to an hour uh, in the middle of the night, the other night, and then those were removed yeah. from a number of uh, various um, platforms. Now, with that said, um, a I lot of I was in Washington when a lot of this stuff was going on, and the situation with the church was the fact that they were two hours beyond curfew and nothing had been done to remove them. And finally, the military said, "Look, you've got to go," and they didn't want to go. Um, no, hold on, Kirk, one second, please. So, what you're saying is that what we observed on the news were being played. Um, uh, Okay, you're saying the, 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 the protesters is playing people. They own the media and they are playing you. Please let me ask a question, Kirk. So what you're telling us is that what we observed on the news when protesters were what, what we're being told was were peacefully protesting in front of the church, and the uh, attorney general was observing the protest when we saw the uh, <clears throat> when we saw the forces uh, advancing forward. Just before Trump goes in front of the church, you're saying that those protesters were two hours past curfew. Yes. Am I correct? Yes. And they, they were, were two hours past curfew. Okay. But I do want I do want to tell our audience that curfews are can change without notice. A curfew is not built into law. A curfew is something that is imposed if if a state feels that a uh, that a situation has gotten out of control. Which the curfew uh, was listed. The curfew was listed as the termination time. The military did not do anything until an hour and a half to two, and it was constantly being broadcast over the loudspeaker systems that you are in violation of the curfew. Please disperse. Okay. So within that curfew and in, in their agents in all the protests who like the cop that was photographed in uh, um, 
uh, Wisconsin uh, it, it, going around dressed in black with a gas mask, breaking windows with a skateboard. Okay, he was on the police force. Okay, okay. Is, so it sounds, the, the, the impression that I get is that the, it, 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 the government is involved with creating civil unrest. There are many that will say that there is an agenda by the government or, or, or by Trump's administration to create a race war. There are no, many that- it's not an agenda by Trump's administration. It's an agenda by the deep state who own certain people, assets in various states. Okay. They what? are trying to exacerbate this in order to create a race war. Okay, Kirk, They are trying to hit everybody's second, buttons Kirk. One in second. order to do that. Kirk, and I know you have good information. I got a lot of people today, so I'm gonna move around quickly. Sam Kuchera, throw in a question here, because we're gonna we're gonna lighten this up a little bit, but I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back to some questions about 1968 and civil rights. But Sam, go ahead. So we're talking about deep state a lot. And um and I think somebody, I think Kirk would be a good a good person to go ahead and describe for us what a deep state actually is. Kurt. What is the deep state? Yeah. Can you tell us in 30 seconds. <laughs> give us a small description of the deep state. The deep state are the 1%. The deep state are the banksters, basically the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, who have uh, enlisted and written, well, Henry Kissinger actually wrote it, Agenda 21. They want total complete control of the public. And they are doing it financially through false flag issues. Uh, and are they, they are doing are they left to the Constitution and to move us into an authoritarian, uh, authoritarian fascist state. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. So, and they've got a handle on a lot of it. They own assets. They own governors. They own uh, politicians. They own religious people. And behind it all, is it's heinous. Okay. And the media the public is being and denied it because there are six people that own the media in this country and they are not pro Trump. They are pro, uh, they're pro deep state. And they've been that way. Mm. The Rockefellers have been on this since the 50s and people have amnesia. They don't want to look beyond the, the they don't want to look over the edge of the box. They don't want to see who the actual players are. Thank so you. they go along oh, with thank it. You, that's what the deep state is. Thank you, Kurt. All right. So now let's bring it back to uh, martial law being an option, uh, the rioting, all the rioting that's going on here. So with the rioting, I'd like to know, I'd like to know, um, Cherokee, yeah. are the black leaders like Al Sharpton and the others? Why isn't anybody standing up to say, this is wrong, stop the destruction? The destruction is not being done by the people who are upset. You know, this goes back to um, this goes back to when Africans were stolen and brought to America as property. Okay, through history, Black Americans have not had true freedom or equality. Going back that far, that's what the issue really is. All this other stuff is a distraction. I I, I agree. I think it's, it's a distraction all a dis myself. It's all a distraction. But it's and a part of the problem, and a part of the problem is because people aren't taught the truth in history in school. They're not. So they, you know, it's like, oh, you should get over that. Well, we can't get over it because it's continuing. 
It's continuing. The killing of black men happens every day in America. We just don't hear about it unless there's a videotape. And it's a part of it's it's a part of genocide. It's genocidal, and it's 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 a form of lynching. It's a form of lynching. We <laughs> I'm have sorry. Talk, I'm, we I'm, have I'm laughing nervously. And our grandchildren about how to react if the police stop us. And yeah. sometimes they just stop us because we're black. But Narika, that's not cool. That's not cool. Thank you, Cherokee. But I have sons and grandchildren. I have grandchildren. Narika, Men. Wouldn't you say that uh, a lot of the black on black kill? Sorry, a lot of the black killings is done by black on black. That's in. That's in. Um, that's in. 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 Um, mostly um, oppressed areas like um, like Chicago. They call it Chirac. Why? That, that, Why? Um, that, Why? Because they of economic oppression. That's not the. That's economic, not what I'm asking. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And I'm sorry. I am so sick of people. What people are so damn concerned about black on black crime? Okay. What like. What are people thinking when they say, look at Chicago? When we get into a mindset where we say, you're killing yourself, so why can't we kill you? Is that what we're, is that what that question comes from? It's self-hate by design. It's self-hate by design. Going back to the slave trade, light skin, dark skin, good hair, bad hair. I have more money than you. You have no money. I'm going to kill you. Wow. I mean, there's all kinds of different reasons for that. But it's 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 done by design and and by the government by the by the country by the it's, deep it, state by what by the deep state yes thank you <laughs> yes this, Sam yeah. Sam Sam you it's better it's bring it it's been going on since the nineteen seventies it's been yeah. going on since sixteen nineteen well yeah I but wanna, I mean, I want to uh, clear something up that um. This black and black crime and white and black crime. You have to go back and study Agenda 21, which Kirk mentioned. Because just like we are seeing things because they are being videotaped, let me tell you, the white people who are being assassinated by cops are not being videotaped. Because again, we are being played like a fiddle, divide and conquer. Okay, I was born in the Dominican Republic, and um, I come from a French background from my, my grandfather. My great-grandfather was French. I have a French last name. And my, my grandmother, really, really, really dark woman. So I was in a black family and a white family, okay? That was I. In the Dominican Republic, hold on. In the Dominican Republic, we never hated anyone because of the color of the skin. And I'm talking about my family. I was brought to this country at six years old. And my mother is my complexion and my father is darker than her. It was just like the game that we had between cousins is like, oh, look, I'm white because we're trying to look like our I, I got about how we are psychologically also um it's about it's about i did not know please let me finish my point i did not know about hate until i read at the age of nine the book of frederick douglas okay okay just speak a little softer because you're you're screaming a little the the sound volumes are just jumping up i just want to soften a little bit 
Right. So color and hate are two different things. It's a psychological condition that we are being trained. And okay. we are being trained to hate one another because it's divide and conquer. Wait a minute. Um, Brian, Brian Parker, you've been awfully quiet. You're a dark-skinned man. You're a dark-skinned man. And we're hearing the numbers. That, one side is saying we're being played. We're not really having all of these things happen. This is just a figment of our, our imagination. No, these things are happening. Hold on, hold on, guys. Stop. Brian Parker, the question is directed at him. He's been quiet. I want him to come into the conversation because, sorry, we do a lot of white explaining, not to be offensive, but I'm sorry. And right now, we, we need people of color to speak up. Brian, what are you hearing? People are pissed. You know, it's, it's funny, there's a saying that says the squeaky wheel gets the grease. What that really means is, is that wherever somebody makes a lot more noise, that's where people lay their eyes. And it's easier for them to do that because then it's easier for them to basically ignore concerns and issues that people have. You know, when we sit there and we falsely say that cities are on fire, I mean, it's really gaslighting and hyperbole. Cities aren't on so fire. So cities aren't on fire. You're saying cities no. are not on fire. No, okay. A police station got burned. Sorry. Cars have been set on fire. That's Three not a city. Say again? I'm sorry, Samuel, you said what? Three police stations in Minneapolis and then others in other places. Okay. All right. That's Listen. cities, plural? Three police stations in one That's city. That's gaslighting. That's gaslighting. Other police stations in another city. It's still gaslighting, Sam. I, it's funny because I agree with both of you. There are, there are some places that are being lit up, but not the way that it's being portrayed and, to us. Right. I mean, you're fanning the flames of it because the more that you talk about the rioting and the looting and everything else, we're not talking about the real issue at hand. Okay. Right. Wait. Hold Thank on, Brian. Hold you. on, Brian. Hold on, Brian. Hold I want to pull this over to Sam Schwartz. Uh, Sam, you're a new guest here on the show. Okay. And... Is there any place that you know that you can go into that is less secure, that is more secure than a police station? I don't go into police stations, so I, <laughs> I, 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 I want to stick to the to the topic that you have. This is part of the topic, I, and I want. I, but, but so, in other words, you I want to answer the, to the question because you don't interact with the police. Me? No. No. I have that yet. When I was younger, I did, but now, okay. no. I'm too okay. old. I'm 75, six, 76 okay. years old. It's and I'm, I work. Okay. I'm in a health field. And I'm, I'm also a member of the International Marxist Tendency. Okay. okay. And I have a different perspective okay. than what you're all talking about. Okay. And if you want to hear it, I will, I will say. Bring it in. But the reason why I asked the police question is because having cameras, having armed officers, in my brain, and Shine, the artist Shine, I believe he's DJ Shine, S-H-Y-N-E, said, think about this, guys. How do you ask who and how is someone able to burn down a police station? 
it's really not feasible between um, between uh, uh, sprinklers between um, smoke detectors, between all of this stuff, how, I don't even understand how it could have happened. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I, I don't know how it happened. I don't they know did. how it happened. But all, all I can say is um, I am, I'm against military occupation, occupation of, of communities and neighborhoods. Exactly. Um, a lot of the destruction is instigating, instigated by uh, ex extreme right-wing elements and fascists. Um, and who may have done it? I don't. We. I don't know. Burnt down the police station, but I can understand and very well that it's justifiable, if you look at it from my perspective. Okay. Wow. So capital. A lot. Uh, so capitalism, it destroys businesses as well. Just as those that the uh, those stores were burnt down, the 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 system of capitalism destroys. Businesses, well, how? Whenever That's a right. big box store, for example, like uh, uh, Home Depot or Walmart, moves into a neighborhood, they close down, they force the little guy, the mom and pop stores, and the smaller business out of business. That's the right. same as burning the damn one store down, isn't it? It's, very, it's worse because they take over the neighborhood. First wow. they charge, they, they, they <laughs> lower the prices to, in competition because what is capitalism about? Capital is about competition and monopoly and, and, and profit. So if you get these uh, small stores out by getting rid of them, how do you get rid of them? Uh, have everything in one store and, uh, and then uh, charge very low prices and then shoot up the prices because you're the only one around. All right? Yeah, no right now. To, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Let me finish. Okay? So I'm okay. against that. Okay, now wait, wait. Uh, let me, let you got a lot of people, so I'm going to move you along a bit. Go ahead. Oh, I, you get, you, I'm answer, okay, I'm going to I'm going to answer in front. Okay, martial law uh, is 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 an instrument of state oppression. Okay, that's what it is. It's a way of a minority, point zero one percent, of controlling the majority, which is ninety nine percent work ninety. Let's say ninety percent working class, which people who depend on a live on a on a check on a job in order to survive. Okay. Okay. I remember uh, a martial law back. I'm old enough to remember what happened in, in Los Angeles, 92. I saw uh, Rodney King being brutally beaten by the cops. Yes. Okay. And then these cops were tried, so-called, in a kangaroo court, whatever you want to call it, and they were let go. They were exonerated, gone. Now, what happened in the police station in Minneapolis? Okay. Since 2000, 2000, to uh, in twenty last twenty years, forty nine murders were uh, black, black, mainly black, all black people were committed by the cops. Not one of those cops were tried and convicted or went to jail. That's just in that one uh, small, that one city. Well, small to New York. Sam, thank you for that. Uh, if, you if, excuse me. If when, okay. excuse me. If the riots didn't happen, and if you didn't see that, if that, if they would not, you would not see these four cops. Being okay. being uh, uh, being arrested. That's the first thing. You make a lot. You make a lot of sense. Um, I'm a wordy guy, so I'm going to ask for a little bit of brevity today, just because we have so many people. Guys, hit your targets. Hit your bullet points today. Uh, but but Sam, one of the things you, you did say is you said uh, the word oppression. You said it was the right. 
Um, a lot of people on the right feel it's a distraction and the liberal left media is trying to change the narrative so that it looks like the right. Okay, um, Bobby, Nassau County, Long Island, you know, you're, you're up. Well, what, um, what, what was, what, 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 what's the challenges in what he said? Because he made a lot of sense. I'm, I'm not Did disagreeing not? with anything. I think there's a lot of different forces at play here. This is not a simple, uh, you know, situation that you can say, this is the cause and it's easily solved. There's lots of different forces at work, or evil forces, I might add. Mm-hmm. The, the problem I have getting back to the media is that the media, by and large, is very, very slanted and biased. And they're only reporting one side of the whole thing, not yeah. showing everything. To make a point, where is the outrage of the murder of a very highly respected retired police chief, a black police chief, I might add, that uh, hasn't gotten any press on CNN or MSNBC and and others? You know, uh, and I'm talking about David Dorn. You're asking. Yes, you are. I'm sorry. Years old. Repeat that, Sam. He's a 77-year-old retired police officer. He was gunned down, murdered in cold blood. All he was doing was trying to protect uh, a pawn shop. And the, the rioters, the looters, and for all of you Democrats who have, you got that look on your face like, I don't know what the hell's going on, is because of- exactly No, I have that look on my oh, face no. because- Because Bobby is saying exactly it's happening. <laughs> it's not being put out by the news. Why not? You know what? All the I heard it on the news. Okay, all right, but mostly Democrats are uh, the media, which is primarily Democratic. Um, they're ignoring most of this these things, as Bobby was mentioning. Um, Sam Schwartz, <coughs> bless you, Sam. Sam Schwartz mentioned that uh, that it's the extreme rightist, the extremists. Yeah, and he's correct. He's correct. But those extreme, but Sam, those extremists are doing it in the name of black people to give black people a bad name. And the funny thing is, is that where are the democratic leaders? Where are the- Well, hold on, did you say to give black people a bad name? We already get a bad name for so many other whatever. You're misunderstanding, Martin. Let's perpetuating the bad name. The problem that the Democrats are having, like let's say Joe Biden, let's keep it political for a moment. The problem is that he's not stepping up to the plate. To, to, to disperse any of this, to, to shoot right, down- the any- problem is not political. It's not political. You're it's not political. political. It's being made That's political because it's- that, There's the gaslighting again. Yeah, okay, but it's being made political. And the reason why- By you. Political. No, it's not by me. Hold on. There is Hold on. I like, well, the thing is, it is, it is kind of political because, I mean, we have to understand that, um, I mean, something that Sam mentioned is capitalism. We have three minutes or less, so I'm going to keep and you I just want to say, you know, um, mm-hmm. politicians use emotions as a fear to affect how people uh, make decisions and how people think. And so it doesn't really matter who's behind the looting, who's behind, you know, the effect that is causing, you know, in, in, in neuroscience, neuroscience is called tribalism, or, or, or out of group bias, which basically is what, you know, people under fear conditioning, 
under whatever, you know, they, they retrieve to a safe zone, to their pre-existing worldviews. And that's not really feasible nowadays because our society worldwide, the economical base we're in, whether it's capitalism and the neo-neoliberalism, which is really causing everyone to have an opinion, a drifted opinion, which is just driving us mad. And, and, and you know, it's really coming from up there. And, and again, the way I try to, 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 to break all these topics down, you know, whatever, whatever view you have, you know, we really have to step out of it and find a way to soothe our views and soothe, you. you know, take That's it right. step by step, a way to soothe it because otherwise there's never going to be a mutual understanding to find a solution. And what we as people from down here, we have to find that mutual point of view because otherwise, again, we're being played by a fiddle. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop everybody and I'm going to thank you, Ruben, because you have spoken in a way of why this show even exists. Uh, we're Verbal Assault live stream. We're a show that utilizes viewpoints from left, right, and center. Uh, what we realize is that, you know what? A lot of times the Democrats agree with the Republicans. A lot of times the people from the, uh, from the Libertarian Party agree with the people from the Green Party. And so what we have is we have an exchange of viewpoints here, but we find a lot of commonality. Um, I want to go ahead and thank my guests. I want to thank Cherokee Black, Brian Parker, Kirk Adair, Sam Schwartz, Ruben Marquina, Nurk Nyerka Encarnacion, Bobby, the anonymous conservative from Nassau County, Long Island, Lustin Justin, and Sam Kutcher. Tomorrow's subject for our audience is no, the November election and the economic factor. We talked a lot about economics on this program um, on, on this Monday. Uh, we look forward to having you. As always, you can hear us on the various platforms, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whether you're watching us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, Snapchat, or TikTok. We're happy to have you. Please, we're listening supported. So contribute to our program. You can contribute on Patreon, Twitch, as well as one of the various anchor platforms. I I am Marky Devereaux. I am your host. We look forward to having you on tomorrow, Tuesday's recording.